Chabiso Musiya on SAFM. And on that note, let's welcome the legend himself, Mr. Kharakutia, who joins us on the line. We've been talking so much about his movie that is going to that is coming up, and we finally have the man himself, Mr. Kutia. Good evening, sir, from us here on SAFM. It's an honor for us to be speaking to you tonight, and thank you very much for accepting our request. Yes, it's a pleasure. Good evening to you as well, sir. Thank you, sir. Firstly, how is Harry doing at the moment? People have not heard from you in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I am. No. Oh, no. And uh, you know what? Uh, I'm watching TV, driving around with the kids, go fishing with them, and do some work. And that's about all. Mm. And the last and, time, uh, yes? And work on, on the movie, sort of, you know. They phoned me and then I got to get in touch with that guy and phone them back and give them that number or info. Before we talk more about the movie, Mr. Kharikutsi, I, I, I once heard that you were training a young family member. Is that correct? And how is that going? Uh, that's my grandson. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. He, I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, Bob Aram and Don King is going to sign him up at one time. Mm. You know, that is for his first fight. They both are going to sign him up. Yeah, that that's that's huge. What, what what do you like most about him? What impresses you the most about him? He can punch, and uh, he's quick-handed. And you know, a guy with quick hands that can punch, you, you don't get away from him that easy. Did he did he ask you to train him? Did you volunteer your services? To look after him? No. <laughs> no, I first took him to another gym. And then the, uh, uh, he trained there for about three months. And then the gym closed. The people complained why the person had a gym at his house. And he just had a problem with the neighbor. Um, so everybody had to move. You know, I took him to another gym, and uh, we were there for maybe two months. And the guy said, no, he's going to Durban, and he's going to open a gym there. And so I said, oh, let me train him in my garage, and uh, I'll join a gym when he's ready. So um, I trained him for about six months in the gym, and uh, I took him to a gym, and there's a guy that's about 29 years old, a lot of fights, a lot of experience, mm. and uh, they don't score against him. And I told the guy, you know, he scored about three months. I've not sport trained three months at that gym and three months at another gym. More is three months, three months. Mm. And uh, I said, 
but he didn't do much sparring. So the guy said, okay, and he put him against this guy, Inan. In the first round, in the first minute, he knocked the guy out. (laughs) And, uh, well, I had that on, I think, on video. Yeah. And uh, we sent it to, I think, the tennis, straight on. But then I took videos of him this year mm. um, while he's training and eating the heavy bag. We, we don't, I don't do sparring with him. Mm. Um, you know, it, it feels, if I'm training him, that it, it just doesn't feel fair. Um, I let somebody else train him and, uh, you know, then it's fair. So, I... How old is he? Um, he's 20. He's 20. No, definitely one yeah. to look out for from what you've told us here. As you can imagine, people are already calling us. They want to speak to you. They're so happy to hear from you, Mr. Kharikutsia. They haven't heard from you in a long time. And let's go to Kayeli. Chuck. Is it Bonagel or Konagel? Bonagel, my brother. Oh, yeah, thanks oh. for taking my call. And a very good evening to the legend, Mr. Kharikutsia. Yes. Yes, he can how hear you. Mr. How old is Mr. Kherikutje right now? <laughs> Me. How uh, old are you now? Yeah. Five. Come again? 65. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm 65. Now the second question, tell me, did you own a farm somewhere around there in Pitfontein, somewhere around there in Pignoni in the early 80s, Pitfontein? Or... And the last question, between John Tate and Leon Spinks, which uh, boxer uh, gave you a tough time during your heyday? Okay, Thank nice you. one, Brabomba. Thank you. We're going to get him to get Mr. Kharikutsia to answer that. Let's also go to the voice notes. Uh, Mr. Kher, hope you're doing well. I just want to say um, thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for being a role model. Thank you for being a mentor. I really look up to you. This is Terence. Thank you. Thank you. Must I answer the last question still? Yes, please. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Leon Springs, the fight was too quick. It was not even one round. And uh, he, he, he was like a light heavyweight. You know, they... They just feel weak. Um, if they punch you, it feels like a little girl. And uh, when you punch them, um, it, it, the, the whole face changes. And uh, John Tate, he, he, he was slow, and, uh, but he was a good fighter. Don't take anything away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a good fighter, and Leon Spinks was also a good fighter in in the correct weight division. In, let's say in the cruiserweight division, Spinks would be a tough, tough fighter to beat. 
Mm. Um, but the heavyweights, you look at Larry Holmes, mm. you look at the top level heavyweights, they walk over these smaller guys. And uh, with, with John Tate, he's a big arm, he's much bigger than me. Um, but he couldn't punch. He, we went 15 rounds, and that day the fight was on, it rained, and I fought with leather shoes. Underneath were, were leather, mm. and we, we, we stepped into a thing that looks like drops uh, of sugar, and you, you step in it and you, you break it up to make you not to slip. But with water, you you on like on 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 a ice track, um, and uh, I got cramps in my legs, both my legs and uh, upper upper legs and my calves, and I couldn't really punch throw throw a punch at him. It was my, but I'm not complaining about it. He's the better man he won, and. Um, I think he's he's a good person also, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but but um, how were the how were the nerves there, Mister Harikutia? Because the John Tate one was your first crack at the WBA heavyweight title, which was left vacant by Muhammad Ali. Were you nervous going into that one? Were you anxious? Yes, I wanted to win that thing with my my heart, my soul, everything I had in me. I wanted to win that fight. And it just didn't happen. We went the 15 rounds, but I lost it. And there's no excuses. Uh, the only excuse is was the weather and the carpet was, the, the ring carpet was wet. But that's also an excuse. I don't want to give any excuses. He was the better man. But how, how was it fighting uh, 15 rounds? Because these days we just uh, they just fight 12 rounds now. How how draining was 15 rounds? Um, look, if you fit, you fit, then you can go 15 rounds. Because while at 12 rounds, people get too fatigued. Mm-hmm. And after 12 rounds, even if you look at people getting knocked out, they only get knocked out. Some do get knocked out in round four, round six. Um, but they only start getting knocked out after round seven. Um, you'll see more knockouts then going after, happening after round seven to 12. That's when the guy gets tired and he can't take punches anymore. It's the stick stepping in. Um, that that makes him weak, and uh, the contact, the punches. Mm-hmm. We've we've got another and voice note here for you, Harry. Uh, good evening, guys. Uh, good good evening, Harry. Uh, it's good to hear your name. Uh, it's good to hear that we are still kicking. Uh, I remember you once fought uh, Big John Tate uh, 
at once. I don't know whether I still remember that much. You have anything to say about that? Okay, that's another question about uh, about John Tate. And uh, actually, this fight, Kutse, happened at loftus Farfeld in Pretoria. And apparently, back in 1979, it was the first time that Black South, Afri- Black South Africans were allowed to go in there and watch you fight. Is that correct? Um, yeah, that's correct. Um, so, we united black and white, attending boxing, for the first time. Um, but to me, you know, I I would have done it in the 90s, whenever there was a boxing fight, um, I would have put white and black together because it's silly. we all people. We all eat with our hands. We, mm. we all breathe the same air. Um, it's, you know, it's, uh, uh, I don't know, that, that to me, just was a silly, silly, the guy that started with apartheid, he should have never been born. Um, because to me, I, I trained, I trained from grade one when I started to box with black kids. And they were more than, I was the only white kid there when my dad took me. And I I, I trained trained as a black kid, and it it didn't bother me, and it it just, I wanted to be better. And they gave me hiding. Um, they were better than me at that time because I just started to box. And eventually, after a year, I maybe got better than number one and two. Yeah. Um, and they stepped up putting in number three and four. And so eventually, I built myself up with my, my dad. And... Uh, it's a slow process. You don't become a champion overnight. Mm. Um, that doesn't happen. And you have to fight the and best, I guess. To be, you have to fight against the best to be uh, the champion. The, the, what I've what I've previously read about your fight with John Tate. Now that a lot of people have mentioned it, is that. Um, those 80,000 or so black people that were at Loftus were actually behind you. They were supporting you there. I also read that the Prime Minister P.W. Borta was also there and Miss Weld. Uh, is is that maybe why you think that the, the black people of South Africa warmed up to you because uh, you didn't see color when you were fighting? No. Um, and you know, ashamed that a person of color that beat me. It's I wasn't ashamed. Mm. It's not the, the, um, if a person of color, if you're a person of color, you don't see it. If you're in boxing, mm. um, I've never ever in in America. I've been many times in America. Um, I walk in a gym and. The people of color, they're proud to see me. They come and shake my hand. Um, I was recently over in the States 
Well, there we shake with hands to the elbow, you know. Mm. You would give the elbow with the coronavirus. <laughs> but they're happy to see me and they talk. Mm. And, you know, what happened? Where were I and where were they? And we would just over talk about general things that happened. And uh, uh, we were there for the movie as well. Mm. And, uh, you know, just we, we left two days later uh, um, and four days after we left, our rest of the team that were there, mm. um, they came back and said, Oh, basically Don King and Bob Arum is going to... Well, I think I spoiled the thing now. My manager and people that are with me, they're going to kick my butt. But um, I shouldn't have said that Bob Arum and Don King <laughs> is coming over. Um, but that both are coming over. And this is the first when you, that you get Don King coming over. I, to South Africa, I mean, that's the first. I know I once asked Don King, and I said, please, Mr. King, I beg you, I beg you, come over to South Africa. He said, no, no, the Zulu, they're going to shoot me in my head. In my head. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> and everybody was playing um, just just to to get rid of me. <laughs> we, we have another message for you, Karikutia. Let's play it. Keep them coming on 061-4104-107. 061-4104-107. It's our number for the voice notes. If you have a message for Mr. Karikutia, if you prefer, prefer to speak to him directly, then you can call us on 891 Hi, Tabiso. My name is Philip. Can you please ask uh, our legend, how did he feel during the, his fight with uh, John Tate that many black people in South Africa were supporting John Tate instead of him because he was representing South Africa by then. Because, but due to apartheid, it was very challenging. So how did he feel when black people were supporting the opponent? Thank you. Good evening, good evening, Tabiso. Good, good evening, uh, your guest, Khergitsia, the legend. Oh, that one was a very big, big boxer during the 80s. Well, we miss those times. I remember there was a, a song when he was fighting uh, <coughs> Big John Tate that we used to sing that Mushai John Tate Utata Machas, meaning that John Tate must beat Herkutsia because Herkutsia is just taking chances. It was for for us black people, as you remember, during those times. But uh, what can he say about the, the fight about him and uh, Michael Dukes? Michael Dukes. I think it happened somewhere around the 1980s. This is Collins in Zanin. Thank you, Collins, for that. In Zanin, I've noted your message. We're going to get to Michael Dokes now. Uh, I see there's a, still a lot of interest with John Tate. People saying they were supporting Kheri Kutsier, even though John Tate was black. But there was also a question before I forget, Mr. Kutsier. Did you own a farm in Boxback? Are you still in farming? Were you ever in farming? In farming? Yes. 
No. Okay. No. You were never in, in farming. Let's um, let's talk now about Michael Dokes. There's a there's a, a question here about Michael Dokes. How do you look back at your fight with Michael Dokes? Because it was third time lucky now in 1983 in Ohio, knocked him out. I think in the tenth round to become the champion. Um, I'm proud of Michael Dukes, although I never really met him after the fight again. And I was supposed to meet him this time when I went over, but then these people couldn't wait for me and the people that came with me. Um, so we just missed each other by about a day. Mm. And... Uh, but I, I like Dokes. He's, he's a fine guy. And uh, that's what I hear. He's, he's a nice guy. He's not bad. Is this the fight that was voted upset of the year? I think so. In 1983? Yeah. Yeah. And... And how yeah. how how confident were you going into this one? Because this was your third crack at the title. You had lost against Michael Weaver uh, the second time around. Um, I wanted to put a hundred thousand rand on me winning that fight. Um, what? Why I wanted to do it? I was trained by South African trainers. This was basically my first fight um, or second fight that I was trained by American trainer Jackie McCoy. Mm. And he asked me, he said, Jerry, give me right down tonight what you are training, how, how much you are training, what you are sparring, what, how, how many rounds you're hitting the heavy bag, the distance you're running and you know are are you doing heavy weights are you doing what are you doing you wanted to know the whole whole thing Mm. and I wrote wrote it down and uh, looked at it the next day I looked at it again and I said this is what I'm doing and uh, I gave it to him, <coughs> and <coughs> and he said to me, "Thanks. He'll tell me tomorrow what he think of it. If I should do more, or should do less." And uh, the next day, I walked to Uncle Jackie. I'm calling Uncle Jackie, and he said to me, "Cherry." Are you kidding me? I said, why, Uncle Jackie? He said, you can never do this much training. I said, if you did this training, you were overtrained with every part. He said, you can't train so much. And uh, then uh, he said, aren't you showing off, you know, Mm trying to impress me. And I said, no, really, Uncle Jackie, you can ask Uncle Willie Locke. Um, this is the amount of training I did. Um, nice Butcher was also a trainer with me. 
and um, Woody Locke was a trainer with me, um, also assistant trainers. Um, and uh, is this the fight where you where you hit your right hand against Michael Dokes? Is this the that punch? Is that what hit you? Yeah, my hand wasn't broken. It wasn't it's, broken. Um, no, with the Pinkless Pinkland Thomas fight, my hand was broken, uh-huh. and I I went through that fight with a broken hand. It just prior to the fight broken. And I was hiding it. And, uh, you know, it's going in with a broken hand. It, it's not an easy thing to do. And I went into quite a few fights. I went into the Greg Page mm-hmm. nearly without a hand. And I went to Stan Christodala and I showed him the x-rays of my hand and he looked at it and I showed him my thumb were broken and it was swollen. It was swollen terribly and it was red and hot and oh any case um Jackie McCoy was there and Willie Locke was there and uh they said they want to postpone the fight. Mm. And Stan said, no, you're not going to postpone this fight. If you postpone it, we'll strip you today. Sure. And Jackie McCoy looked at him like this, and he said nothing. He, he was a very quiet person, but a very thoughtful person. And... He walked out. He waited for us outside the door. And uh, then me and Willie said to to Stan, Stan, so there's no way. Even if you show this exodus to the World Boxing um, Council, Mm. WBA, World Boxing Association, won't they be acceptable? The guy has got a broken hand. Can't they postpone it for six weeks? That's all we're asking. Stan said, I, don't ex- I won't extend it with a day. Sure. That's it. Something. And uh, any case. Yeah, we'll just take a quick break and we'll continue after this. We're also still uh, uh, getting messages from Mr. Gere Kutsia, who's our guest tonight. You can send them to 061-4104-107. Sport on on SAFM. As you can imagine, the messages are still coming through from Mr. Gere Kutsia. Let's uh, see. Let's go to another one. Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to our legend, the living legend, Mr. Kutsia. At, at, at SAFM Sports Zone, we celebrate our legend while they are still alive. I want to know from our legend, uh, who is your favorite boxer locally and internationally? It's Shoti Signolo in Mafefe. Thank you. Short and sweet there from Shoti Signolo. Favorite boxer, Mr. Harry Kutsie? Um In South Africa, I have been gone to Bella. Yeah. And uh, in America, I 
Shigurai Leonard and Muhammad Tali. Wow. And at the moment, uh, do you still follow local boxing here in South Africa? Do you have any interest or any favorites? Yes, yeah. Um, Who's your favorite here in I South Africa? Uh, yeah, I, I've been out of the country a little bit too much to, <laughs> to know exactly who my favorite is. Yeah. Um, but in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to let you know. No problem. What did you like about Dingan Tobela? Um, he was a scientific boxer that, you know, if somebody put pressure on him, he, 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 he put pressure back on and uh, take, take the pressure away from the other fighter. And Muhammad Ali? Um, well, he was my, he was my icon and he was my somebody I looked up to and he, he was a friend of mine and he called me into his room and he made jokes and he, he, he was a fantastic person. Since you were fighting around the same time and you beat Leon Spinks and Leon Spinks beat Muhammad Ali, then was there ever an opportunity to fight Muhammad Ali? No, he didn't want to fight me. He told that in person to me in in his bedroom. Oh. And uh, then we went out of his bedroom. We went to a press conference. Uh, you know, we spoke sort of just about anything in the bedroom, um, not much boxing. And uh, when we got to the press, he said, Jerry, you sit next to me, eh? <laughs> and uh, I said, yes, and I sat next to him and towards the end. He said, stand up, and I stand up, and then he stand up, and he said, uh, he wants to jab my hand, I must hold it out. Mm. And he said, and um, I hold my hand out, <coughs> and then he threw the punch that I already dropped my hand. I, I missed it. I'm, I missed his hand. <laughs> and he said, oh, no, you couldn't even catch my, my jab. It's too quick for you. He, he, he made such nice jokes, um, and uh, he, he's a wonderful person. Yes. And on that note, Harikudzia, you mentioned Larry Holmes earlier on. You didn't get to fight Larry Holmes, but apparently there was a contract signed. What happened there? How much do you remember? Um, I've signed about maybe six contracts with Larry Holmes. And the week of the fight, um, Larry Young's manager will come to us or come to where the, where the venue is and they'll call me over, fly me over and tell me, look, the fight is off and due to apartheid and this and that and this and that. And uh, and I asked him, I want to see Larry. It's I'm, I'm getting, well, this is about the third time 
I said to them, I want to see Larry. I feel like eating him now. And uh, just in a joke way, type, yes, yes, type yes. of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, but eventually, uh, on the fourth and fifth contract, we signed and uh, getting over and number four and five and number three, I know what to expect. He's not going to fight. And what he did, and he said it, maybe you guys heard it on the TV or on the radio. Mm-hmm. He said he made more money in signing contracts fighting me that he that he made fighting somebody for real. <laughs> he took 20% for each contract, sure. what his first money should have been sure. up front. What a strategy there from Larry Holmes. As we wrap up now, Mr. Khore I want to talk about the movie again. We've spoken to some of the filmmakers that uh, are going to be involved in this movie. Firstly, for you, how do you feel that there is a movie that's going to be made after uh, uh, about you and it's been made by an American company? Um, I'm very proud of this American company. Um I think they're going to do a, a, a special movie, and uh, what what they're doing it's boxing, but not just boxing. Mm. It's also about my life at home. Um, you know, let's uh, go fishing or mm. my life story. And uh, it's more about my life story than what it is about just boxing. This Katanka Haynes, she said she was reading the script, and when she got close towards the end, she started crying. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know why she started crying, but um, she did. Yeah. So, um, so do they then, um, you were in America, is that when you went to go tell them about about your life or do they send you questions so that they can fact check and make sure they've got uh, the right information for the movie? Um, they've sent questions. Um, uh, how it basically started, they talked to me when we spoke the first time um, they talked to me, and uh, they wanted to know if I'm okay with making a movie um, with the Americans. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll consider it. And uh, I said, okay, they call me again. And uh, they said, did you make up your mind? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do the movie. And, uh, but they were exact, you know, when they, they set a call seven o'clock, they call spot on seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said to them, yeah, well, let's start. Where, where are we going to start? He said, let's start right now. Wow. And then they suddenly start questioning me. Sure. And, and then, um, he, he made a date that will suit me. Mm. And he said, 
Jerry, I'm flying to Cape Airport at that date. Um, will you pick me up? I said, with a good pleasure, Henry. Um, and uh, then they start sending me, well, he already asked questions, mm. but from those questions arose arose a lot of other questions. Uh-huh. Who's going to play Harry Kutsia? Do you have a say in who's going to be the actor? It's Liam. Uh, Liam. Is it Liam, Hem- Liam Hemsworth? Hemsworth, that's it. Oh, from the Hunger Games? Yeah. Yes, from yeah. the Hunger Games. Yeah, that's that's huge. And did you have a, do you have a say in that? Do they ask for your opinion? Yeah, they look. I've got to have an input in it, in it, and uh, you know, I've got to tell him what I've done, how I've done it, and uh, we got to work together. Mm. It's uh, just I'm not a good actor. <laughs> Otherwise, I could. <laughs> I could have played in the movie. What about Charlize Theron? I believe she was going to play your wife, but um, th- maybe they didn't have the budget for her. Um, no, she she's not worth it. Worth the price she's calling or, or she's busy with a lot of other movies. Oh, so so there was interest in, in, in Charlize, but her price was high. How much was she asking for? Um, a lot of money. One point five million dollars. One point five million dollars. Oh no, it's fifteen million dollars. Sorry, fifteen million dollars. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, that's whole budget of the movie. There. Let's just go to the voice notes. We've got a voice note here for Kharikutsir. Good evening, Harry. Train that train that girl, grandchild of yours, and train him to become like you, like you once was. And if he can become like you once was, he will be a marvel to watch because you were a marvel to watch, Harry. Please train him to be like you. I'm begging you, please, Harry, train him to be like you because he's going to beat a lot of boxers. Thank you. What a passionate call. I just need to take a quick break. I'll let uh, Harry wrap up after that uh, voice note. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Thank you so much, guys, for those voice notes that you've sent us and for the tweets and for the Facebook messages. So many people, Mr. Kharikutia, are happy to hear from you. I mean, how does that make you feel that people still remember what you did up until uh, this day and they want to see another young Kharikutia in your grandson? And it brings um, it brings tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. And my grandson is he's also a humble kid and um, but I think we'll we'll, we'll get a, a second champ out of him. <laughs> but he, he won't be a big headed one that's bragging or um We'll keep him to be 
two steps behind. That's very good to hear. We wish him all the best of luck. Her, it's been an honor, not just a pleasure, but an honor for us to speak to you, sir. We look forward to the movie. We've been speaking to some of the people involved. We'll continue speaking to them and we'll continue promoting the movie so that when it comes out, it does very, very well. Sam, and I, I have to thank you. You guys as well. You're giving me goosebumps here. And uh, I'm honored to speak to you and and for the people listening, I'm honored to for them listening to me. Some don't like me, but hopefully the most will like me. Thank you. Thank Harry. you, sir. Thank you, sir. You've done so much for the sport as you heard from tonight, not just inside the ring, but also outside the ring there. And uh, that's why some people were saying that they were supporting Kutsia when he was fighting against a black boxer in uh, John Tate. And for the first time, I still can't believe it, obviously... We were not around at that time, but it was the first time that black people were being allowed at Loftus Fairfield, and there were 81,000 people to go watch Kutsia and John Tate there. Ha! Oh, scenes there indeed. We need to try and find some of this footage here at SABC Archives.